How do you rank? How do you rank? Well, everyone is created with equal potential, but not everyone is equal. Have you heard it said, everybody's equal? No, everybody's not equal. Um, that's, uh, people don't understand the word equal, I don't think. Like, I can't, if you've got kids, more than one kid, you know you can't treat your kids equally. You can treat, treat them fairly, but we're not all created equal. We're, we have equal value, equal potential, but like, I can't. I'm not seven feet tall. Uh, I'm not created equal there. I can't. I can't run a, a forty. You know, like 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 Tyreek Hill from the from the Kansas City Chiefs. I I don't have that. So we're we're all created with equal potential, though. But not everybody's equal. How does your manager rank you compared to other agents? When 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 I'm going in front of my mentors. When I'm asking my mentors for help, I, I wonder how they see me, how they view me. And I want to control that narrative. I, I, want, I want to decide how they see me. So I'm going to teach that today. Um, how should you rank your agents compared to other agents? Should you give all of your agents equal time? Are there some agents that you shouldn't help at all? And other agents that you should give all of your time to? Or should you just treat them all equally? Or is there somewhere in the middle? And finally, it's about prioritizing your time, energy, money, and personnel. We have limited resources, right? We all do. We, have, we all have limited time. It's 168 hours in a week. There's 52 weeks in a year. We have X amount of years on this earth, and then we're gone. And it happens so fast that it flies by. I promise you, I remember when I was in my 20s and people in their 40s who I thought were old. I was like, oh my gosh, quit telling those old stories. And they'd tell me, hey, 20 years is going to fly by. It's just going to, it's going to fly by. And, and here I am, my mid-40s, and I'm going, man, those 20 years flew by. You have limited time. You have limited energy. You have limited money. There's, there's unlimited money out there, but you have a limit on how much money you have. And you have limited personnel. So how are we uh, properly um, utilizing those resources? Uh, that's what it comes down to. How do you rank? That's the conversation. Well, I'm going to introduce you, maybe for the first time, maybe not, to the LWAC. We used to call it the LWAC. Schwack them with the LWAC, right? So the L stands for listen. And if you're writing these down, I'm going to dive into each one of these separately. So you don't have to write them all down now. I will go through each one of them individually. Uh, there's listen. There's work. There's associate or association even, and change. Uh, this is how you get ranked. This is how you get your mentor's attention. Uh, this is how you prioritize your time with those that you're leading, is through the LWAC. Listen, work, associate, and change. Let's jump into the L first, listen. Uh, weekly training. When it comes to listening, are you participating in the weekly training. Now, you're watching this live right now. You're part of our weekly training on Tuesday mornings. Uh, but this, there's more than that. There's a team call. Uh, Fitz, if I had to choose one, the, the Tuesday morning or the success team call, which one would you rather I be on, Fitz? Your success team call. I'd rather you be in, in that call. And, and the health of that call will, will end up populating 
the Tuesday morning presentation that we do. But I, I'd rather you be connected on that team call than part of our Tuesday morning every day. And, and, and consistently, consistently what we're seeing nowadays in the last uh, couple of months, we've really seen a, 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 a separation between attendance. I track attendance numbers. Surprise, surprise. And so I know the team call attendance is higher than our Tuesday call attendance. And I, that, I'm great with that. I'm great with that because it means that you're connecting with your teammates and, and your success team leader. Uh, are you tuning in to the Tuesday morning TFG hotspot? We used to call it sales meeting. We're probably going to call it sales meeting again at some point. But this Tuesday morning TFG meeting, are you, are you tuning into that? Are you listening into that? Uh, dial jam. You know, we pretty regularly do dial jams. We're constantly announcing it. It's regularly on Tuesdays around 1 o'clock Central uh, that we are gathering together rem uh, remotely on Zoom. Uh, we're able to share our, our, our cameras and see each other. Uh, we're able to share our sound, and we're able to hear top producers. You know, one of the things I've been really inspired by recently on our, our Tuesday uh, dial jams is I've been inspired by newer agents that, that – step up and say, I want to do calls and have you guys hear me for the next 30 minutes or whatever, just, just to maybe get some feedback and maybe get some practice, maybe feel a little pressure of others listening to me. I dig that. I really dig that. Be present and attentive. Listen, when you're, when you're attending one of these weekly trainings, are you checking e Facebook? Are you checking your email? Are you responding to texts? during this meeting or are you present don't just be physically in attendance be mentally in attendance i, I you know this morning i was i was uh, in the in my mirror getting ready you know in, in my bathroom getting ready this morning i, I was kind of looking in the mirror and i was going man i just i i so much want to help people but you have to put yourself in a position to be helped because I know the preparation I put into teaching. I know the preparation I put into coaching and, and, and the thought process that I, I, I go through. I, I know. I know the effort I'm putting forth. But if you're not open to it, if you're not paying attention, it, it's kind of like when, when I'm watching um, a football game or something with one of my, my, my kids and they're looking at their phone. And then they look up and they go, oh, I missed that play. It's like, well, if you weren't looking at your phone, you wouldn't have missed the play. Now we got to back up. And, and then they, they talk while the commentator's talking. And they're like, hey, well, well why did that guy do that? I go, well, the commentator just said why he did it. But pay attention, man. <laughs> but those are my kids. We're, I'm talking to you now. You're an adult. And, and many of us don't pay attention. We're, we're there, but we're not there. Take notes. Take notes, take notes, take notes. I'm constantly taking notes. Post-it notes are like my friend. I, I, I just, I love post-it notes. But I also have notebooks and journals and just take notes. And, and I, I type notes, like take notes. It's funny, I was talking to a, a new agent recently and I blew their mind with what I remembered about them. I didn't remember it about them. I'd written it down. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it was Mark Twain, I, at least I attribute it to him, that said, better a, a short pencil than a long memory. Oh, I got a good memory, Fitz. I got one of the best memories I know. And I still take notes because I can't remember everything. And I'll read the note and go, oh, yeah. So don't just take notes, but review the notes. Record it. There's nothing in the world wrong with recording. If you're, if you're on a one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation with a mentor or something, you might want to ask them permission. Are you okay if I record this? But, but we're recording this presentation now. Uh, I, I, every meeting I sit in, I'm recording, especially if, uh, if, if it's information I'm really interested in, I'm recording it because I'm, I'm going to miss something and I want to hear it later and I'm going to listen to it later. Don't just record it just for the sake of recording it. You want to record it so you can go back and review it if you need be, right? 
listen to audio and video training. Here le- lately, I've been sending out uh, some videos that on uh, on on our, our Slack communication tool. Uh, I've been sending out videos that you know I'm kind of going through our video library and kind of updating some things. And uh, at this point in time, and and I, I found some videos. I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot we had this video, and it's so interesting. And I'm I'm at night watching these videos. Some of them I'm the one teaching. <laughs> it's like. I'm still watching it, though, and I'm learning because I was different back then when I gave that talk, and now I'm hearing it again. I'm going, oh, I just learned something else from that, or maybe I forgot something that I taught. Now I'm remembering it again. I like how I said that. I need to say it that way more often. You've got to listen to the audio and video trainings. You've got to avail yourself of the information and listen with heart. So many of us listen and think, that doesn't pertain to me. That He's not talking about me. That point there wasn't about me. Okay. Maybe it wasn't, but more than likely, it was. More than likely, it absolutely pertained to you and your life. And by listening with heart and and taking it personally and applying it personally, you change your life. I mean, I, I, I've sat in seminars that were um, where somebody got up and they were talking about marriage. And they were talking about how to have a good marriage. This was not a marriage seminar. This was a business seminar. But this husband and wife get up there and talk about how to have a good marriage. And I've, I've sat beside single people and they go, I'm not married. This doesn't relate to me. Well, if you're building a team, it does. Because you're not building a team of only single people. More than likely, the people that you have on your team are married. Well, Fitz, I, I, don't, I don't know that I agree with everything they're saying. But there are people on your team who do agree with what they're saying. And it's important that you understand. Here, here's what I learned um, years ago. Uh, that I, I learned that if if I can only relate to people who are just like me, my business is going to be very small and really uninteresting. <laughs> right? If we can only relate to people who are just like us. And so to the best of your ability, can you figure out how to relate to other people more? When you're listening with heart, and, and you're absorbing this information, you're taking it personally, it may not actually be for you, but tomorrow you may be talking to somebody on your team or your next door neighbor, and because you listen with heart today and, and absorb that information, you're able to share it with them, and that helps them. And, and it wasn't something you just got a diversity of thought that you didn't have before, now you've got it, and now you're able to relate to one more person and help them. It's a big deal. So listen with heart, listen, it's a key point. I, I tell you from uh, somebody who leads leaders, it, it, it can't be one of the, it is one of the most frustrating things when I'm talking with somebody and, and it's just apparent they're not listening or uh, they ask me questions about the conference call that we just had. They're like, hey, um, or it's, and they didn't ask a question about the conference call. They asked a question about information that was discussed on the conference call, but they weren't on the conference call, so they didn't know it was discussed. They would have had their answer an hour and a half earlier had they listened to the call instead of whatever they were doing. And does that make sense? <laughs> like, that is frustrating. I get frustrated when I do uh, group Zoom calls, and I'm talking to somebody, and they very clearly are working on their computer and doing something else other than participating actively in the call. And I want to go, hey, dum-dum, that's why you're struggling right there because I just said something that would, pay, that would really help you, but you're not paying attention. You're not listening. And so you just cost yourself. You cost your family. And, and we don't have enough time for that. Work, the W. When you work, there is proof. <laughs> I'm working hard, Fitz. Where's the proof? It's just that simple. We're just looking for proof. 
And, and there's proof and results. Well, Fitz, I didn't make any sales this week, but I did work. Well, sales, production, applications, that's not the only results that are out there. You can do tick marks. Those are results. I made 175 dials, Fitz. Great. That's a result. There's proof that you worked. Use the activity tracker. I created this 13-week activity tracker that, that I recommend using. At the very least, just use the paper. But, but if you can, step into the spreadsheet because it really starts to help us understand what's going on in your business. Good, bad, ugly, and when it started happening. And, and it's interesting how we can look at it this week and in a year from now look back and, and be able to relate back to the history of, of right now. Right? And, and it's, it's, it's a great thing because, again, your memory fades, but, but the, the paper doesn't. <laughs> help the team. What do you mean by help the team, Fitz? Well, one of the things I love about the culture of the Fitz group is we're a culture of, of people that really like to win. I mean, we are a, a competitive bunch. Uh, we're competitive. Uh, we like to have fun. Um, and we like to help each other. And you'll see it. There's evidence of it all the time when you're when you're watching our uh, group communication on Slack, uh, where you know somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, what about this diabetic, this age, blah blah blah?" And you'll have somebody respond that makes no money on that person with the answer. Help the team. That's part of the work. I mean, it's really easy work. But you know, a new agent, by the way, brand new agents, we're not looking for you to give feedback when some people are asking underwriting questions. You're still learning yourself. But the, but the ones who uh, have been around and know, we're asking for you to help. Help the team. But you know what also helps the team? Succeeding. At all costs. Succeeding. Nothing unifies like success. There, there's no greater unifier in a locker room of any sports team than a win. A win is huge. I mean, it's, it's so funny. I've just seen this with my own uh, kids and, and then playing sports. And I, uh, one of my sons, you know, his team, like they, they'll get a goal scored against them in soccer. And all of a sudden, everybody hates everybody. And, and recently they were in a tournament. They won the tournament. Uh, and they'd won the game, uh, the two games prior to the tournament in their league play. And then they play the tournament, won the tournament. And then they're back in league play and they get a goal scored. And all of a sudden, everybody hates each other. It's like, oh my gosh, never have I seen more evidence of success being a great unifier. When everybody's winning, everybody's winning. Help the team by winning. So if you're, if you're needing to make money, I don't understand sitting around doing nothing with your hands in your pockets, just waiting for checks to come flying in the mailbox. We don't have a deal like that. If you're looking to make money, what I expect, what I expected of myself was I'm working. And with the work, you push through the obstacles, you push through the, the objections, and on the other side is the victory, and that helps the team. We need it. Everybody needs it. Everybody likes to feel inspired. You have people that say they don't need the rah-rah, but I don't either. I don't want the fake news. I want to hear the genuine success of others. It's inspiring to me in my journey on success. We need real, comma, productive work. This is not real productive work. It's real, comma, productive work. <sighs> Shuffling your leads is not real productive work. Um, in, in, in the sales side of what we do, real, comma, productive work, it's, it's a little bit of a curl unless you got a headset, but you're definitely working your fingers on dialing. Like that's, that's, that's the work. When, when I'm looking on, on Tuesday mornings at the activity that people are reporting, I love seeing how many interviews did they get booked? How many, how many uh, sits did they have? How, how many contracts did they get? How many dials on the production side? How many dials did they make? How many appointments did they book? How many sits did they, how many referrals did they, I love 
seeing that. Those numbers that we constantly talk about are the real and productive work. It's real. It's not fake. This is what's going to produce the results. And it's got to be productive work, which means if you keep repeating the same mistakes and expect different results, I was always told that's the definition of insanity, to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. So productive work isn't doing continually the things that are failing. Now, here's something else. If you if what you're doing is working, why would you change it? It's kind of like, you know, in baseball, when a pitcher is pitching a no-hitter, they don't talk about it. You know, if, 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 a, if a pitcher is doing well, he may not wash his socks, right? Like, there's, there's, there's superstitions that athletes will have about different things. They, they, you know, golfers keep X amount of things in their pockets while they're playing. It's just, it's all superstition. But... I'm looking for, <laughs> back off of that, I didn't go down a wrong, a wrong rabbit trail there. I'm looking for real productive work. I'm looking for the work that, um, that what you're doing, if it's working, keep doing it, don't change it. If it's not working, let's talk about it. Let's fix it. Let's don't keep doing dumb things and expecting smart results. <laughs> Associate. Associate. Who you are and who you become is hugely impacted, Huge. Hugely impacted by who you associate with. Who you are in this world, I promise you. I remember reading Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he said, um, uh, make a list of the five people that you spend the most time with. Uh, five people that you spend the most time with. Man, hopefully your spouse is on that list, maybe your kids. But you know, outside of maybe spouse and kids, what are the five people that you spend the most time with? And then really start... Not judging their life, but analyze their life. Do they, do they have the, the finances that you want? Do they, do they have the family that you want? Do they have relationship with their kids like you want? Do they have the social uh, standing and environment like you want? If not, change it. Change those people. Because who you hang around, is who, you're going to be an average of those people. And so raise the average so that you become a better average in life. Who you are and who you become is hugely impacted by who you associate with. And one of the things that I'll often say to mentors and I'll say to my wife when I'm discussing, you know, how to lead somebody in particular, I'm like, I'm just concerned about the voices that they're listening to. Who are the voices in their life that are speaking to them? Because the evidence of their life says the voices aren't very good. Those aren't great voices they're hearing. And they're going to continue getting those disappointing results because of that association. Do you attend the team call, the TFG hotspot, dial jam, boot camps? Uh, this is, we're recording this at the end of 2020. Coming into 2021, we're going back to doing more quarterly events uh, where we have uh, like a, a regularly occurring kind of boot camp sort of thing. Not the same content every time, but a, a regular. Are you, are you attending those when possible? I know there's laws with the pandemic, but when possible, are you gathering with others? Because there's only so much uh, that you can glean from a computer screen. You, you need the human interaction. We're designed for it. It's, it's, it's in our very DNA that <laughs> we need that. Spend time pursuing knowledge from those who have done it. I'm not a, a huge fan of taking advice from somebody who hasn't done it. I, I, I'll, I'll listen to their opinions, um, but I, I weigh them with a grain of salt. You know, um, I'm trying to build a business that does X, Y, Z. So if you haven't been down that road, then I, I'm not probably going to take too much attention to uh, your advice. 
um, I, I'll, again, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I love when people um, try to give me advice and, and, and I just go, well, tell me, tell me the success that you've had in your life that puts you in a position to give me that kind of advice. I want to know. Tell me about your success. Uh, you've been in the insurance business for 40 years and you're still looking for leads. Tell me about how you've been getting referrals. <laughs> Because you're not, right? That's, <laughs> I was being, being silly. Because 40, 40 years in the business looking for leads, you, you haven't been getting referrals. And so I'm not listening to your advice on how to get referrals. Uh, it's, it's, it's all really simple stuff. I'm not, I'm not judging that person's life. I'm judging the fruit of their life. And I'm deciding whether I want their advice on how to grow fruit or not. What book are you reading right now? When you're associating... One of the great things about reading books is uh, the ability to associate with people who've been dead for twenty, you know, for two hundred years, twenty years. I mean, it's, it's you can be mentored by Abraham Lincoln. You can be mentored by, like, you can be mentored by the great leaders of the world in history in a book. What book are you reading right now? Most of the time, I can tell a lot about somebody's association just in conversation. I, I, I can tell the voices that you're listening to and I can tell the books that you're reading by the words that are coming out of your mouth. You, and you can hide it, try to hide it all you want, but it is so evident. It is so evident. It's kind of like when you eat good, you feel one way, and when you eat bad, you feel another way. It, it, it's just so evident that you ate something bad when you eat it bad because you've been eating good for so long. Like it's, just, it's just sort of the same thing. It's, it's kind of like when you've been you know, uh, uh, drinking something that's, that's nice and sweet and tasty, right? And then all of a sudden you taste something bitter. Like you just, you could just know. It's, how do you, how'd you know that was bitter? Because I've been tasting sweet, and that's bitter. It's not, it's not sweet. I just know. It's the same way. Uh, when, when having conversation with other, somebody else, you can tell the stuff they're reading. You can tell the stuff, that, uh, the people they're listening to. You can tell. It's evident. Now change. Change when given correction. You know, the thing about change is uh, I've heard lots of conversations about change. You know, how do you get somebody to change? And it's just, um, I, 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 I think one of the favorite things I've heard Andy Andrews say, he's a favorite speaker and author of mine. Um, and he says, you know, change, people will change when there's an abundance of evidence of what's in it for them. <laughs> When they're overwhelmed by that evidence of what's in it for them. That's when people will change. Some people say, well, they got to hit rock bottom to change. And people say they got to want to. And I, I, think that, I think that people really do have to want to change. Uh, I know that I've been given correction in my life and I didn't want to change. And so I didn't do it. <laughs> right. And I'm sure the people that gave me that correction got frustrated because I didn't change. But I just didn't want to. And, 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 and that's why when I'm leading others, and I tell them something that I know is going to personally directly impact their life for the better and they don't do it. I feel that frustration as a leader. Um, but I know they just don't want to yet. And they've got to get to the place that they really want to. That they want something better than what they currently have. So, it, But if you want the attention of your mentor or if you're trying to figure out who you're going to lead, it's easier to lead the people who want change and are changing. Do not repeatedly have the same problem. We in our house we talk about walking around the mountain. We just keep walking around this same mountain. We're not making any progress. We better. How many times are we gonna go around this mountain? Is is what we'll say. That's when you are dealing with the same problem over and over and over and over again, and never making any progress and climbing the mountain as opposed to just continuing to take laps around it. It is frustrating as a leader. Many of you guys know when a person comes to you with the same problem. You're like, when are you gonna stop having this problem in your life and have a new problem that we can talk about? Because my advice hasn't changed. Stop doing that. <laughs> right? Quit it. 
<laughs> Constant never-ending improvement, C-A-N-I. I don't remember where I first heard that, but make your best better every day. Listen, it's great that this week you did your best. I think that's fantastic. Next week, get better. And, and, and it's, it's, sometimes it's just very little bitty, itty, itty, teeny, weeny changes, right? Like this week I made 100 dials. Next week I made 101. Constant and never-ending improvement. You got better. Your best, you just hit a new record, a new personal best. Uh, when when uh, this, this uh, just recently, my oldest son completed uh, cross-country season for his school. And um, he ran varsity. I was like, hey, dude, you got a, a varsity letter as a freshman. That's pretty cool, man. And like, hey, I'm just kind of building him up about it. But during the season, he's like, yeah, I beat my personal best. It was only by like uh, one or two seconds, though. It wasn't, wasn't any big deal. I was like, but you, but you beat your personal best. Now, I, I know that we all want to take leaps and bounds and improvement all the time. But you got to recognize that when you got a little bit better, you got to recognize that you got to celebrate that it's better than where you were. And that's better. <laughs> right. That's what I want. I, I, I didn't I feel like the last 20 years, it's just the sum of it is I've gotten better. But there's been times when I took a step back and I'm like, oh, I just want to get better. And there's been times I took little steps forward and sometimes I took leaps forward. But be in the constant pursuit of never-ending improvement, just getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. They all add up. If you get 1% better every day, 100 days later, you're 100% better, aren't you? Uh, I think so. Are you adding our company's policies to your family? You know, a lot, not a lot of new agents come through, and we encourage them to write that first app on themselves. We call it My First App. It's part of the training. We teach you how to fill out an application, run a quote, submit the business, get it issued, all that sort of stuff. Teach you how commissions work, all that sort of stuff. But, but that shouldn't be the only policy. Fitz, I have lots of life insurance. Me too. And periodically add another policy. Why? I don't know. I've never heard one widow say that jerk left me too much money. <laughs> never. I've never had a complaint when I delivered the death check that it was too much. I've never had that complaint. Uh, I don't think anybody gets that complaint. But the more of our companies that you have on yourself, the more authority you walk in in talking to other people about it. And, and if you want to make a lot of sales and impact a lot of lives positively, you've got to walk in that authority. There's, there's no other way. <laughs> you, you can't drive a Toyota and sell a Nissan. You, you can't drive a Mercedes and, and, and sell BMWs. That's not how it works. It just, it just doesn't. You can't do that. When you sell to your clients, are you thinking of them? Or are you thinking of your own commission check? I'll tell you this. In, in, in the sales world, and I, this is not unique to our industry or our business, but in the sales world, uh, salespeople will go into slumps. And uh, the number one cause of a slump in our business is when you start thinking about yourself more than you're thinking about the client. You're thinking about how much that lead cost. You're thinking about how much time you spent working with them. You think about how far you drove and how much that gas cost. And you're thinking about all that stuff. And you're thinking about, I got to pay rent. I, gotta, I, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need the sale. I need, I need, I need, I need the sale. You're not thinking about them. And if you have been thinking about them, you might have only made a $10 a month sale that turned into a $100,000 annuity in six months. But because you thought of yourself, you missed out on those future commissions too. When you sell to your clients, are you thinking of them? or your own commission check. <laughs> All right, so this was leading somewhere. I'm leading to this. The Pareto rule, the 80-20 rule, uh, is what it's commonly known as, known as but it's, it's uh, 
more formally known as the Pareto Rule. Uh, I, this is a, a quote from John Maxwell. Now, I, his, his book, Developing the Leader Within You, uh, it, he talks about the Pareto Rule in there. Uh, but I also show this because people say, uh, how do I uh, help my people get better? How do I help my people get better? It's really easy uh, to coach a team that has top performing team members on it, right? So how do I get, like, I've heard so many uh, high, highly respected coaches say that, that I'm a better coach when I have a better team, <laughs> right? So the question as a leader is, well, how do we get a better team? Well, John Maxwell, who is the world's authority on leadership, John Maxwell says the way you get a better team is you become a better leader. But I want a better team, become a better leader. The better leader then attracts better team. And if you want to continue improving that team, you've got to continue to improve your leadership, and that attracts better team members. So the best coaches out there attract the best talent because of who they are as a leader. So if you want to help your people get better, develop the leader within you. And there, I think there's a new version out, developing the leader within you 2.0, I think now. Uh, that's out and he's he's kind of revi- revised some things maybe check that one out I haven't read that one yet I can't endorse it yet but it's John Maxwell I'm sure it's excellent well in the book he says every leader needs to understand the Pareto principle in the area of people oversight and leadership for example 20% of the people in an, in an organization will be responsible for 80% of the company's success 20% of the people in an organization will be responsible for 80% of the company's success and that's John Maxwell developing leader within you So 20% of the people, 80% of the success. And what I have found in my own business, I'm not accusing you of doing the same, but you probably did. I spend 80% of my time with the people who are producing 20% of the results. I focus on getting the people who are producing 20% of the results. I focus on getting them better. That's a mistake I make. If I were really smart, and I'm working. I'm working on it. I'm getting better. Constant, never-ending improvement. I'm getting better. If I were really smart, I would spend all of my time with the 20% who are responsible for 80% of the company's success. <laughs> if I were really smart. If you're really smart, you'd do the same with your team too. But Fitz, I love this person. How many dials they make this week? None. <laughs> They're not contributing to your organization's success, are they? So why are you spending time with them? Because I really got to get them making dials. No, they need to eat. That's what should get them making dials. You need to find somebody else. You need to add to your team and look for those 20 percenters. They're going to be responsible for the 80% of your company's success. I know it's hard. I know that's a tough thing to say. It's tough love. And sometimes you'll find somebody who's not one of the 20 percenters that so badly wants to be a 20 percenter. They change. Hmm. That seems interesting. And now they're one of the 20 percenters, contributing to the 80 percent of the success. All right, so you're going to rank your people with the LWAC, list, uh, listen, work, associate, change. You're going to rank them. Give a star for each of the LWAC that the agent is doing. That's a four-star max, right? You can't have five stars because there's four things. So it's a four-star recruit, <laughs> right? Rank them by number of stars and then spend 80 percent of your people time with the top 20 percent. This is what John Maxwell said to do. Right? you got to rank your people. I don't think people should be ranked. I think we should treat everybody equally. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because we're not all equal. <laughs> we all have equal potential, but we're not all equal. So you've you, you got to spend 80% of your people time. That's, that's the time that you're spending one-on-one with them, in conversation with them, talking with them. you got to spend 80% of your time with them, with that 20%. 
Spend 80% of your personal development dollars on the top 20%. Help that top 20% get better. The, the money that you invest in your business, think about how that impacts this top 20% getting better. Because there's a better return on getting your top 20% better than there is on the other 80%. Re-rank regularly. Things change. People improve. People digress. Cont continually rank them and know where they are in your mind. Know how they prioritize on your work list. Know how they consume your time, uh, consume your personnel, uh, con consume your energy, your money. Know how they use that. And, 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 and recognize when you've got somebody who shouldn't be as high a priority as they are. Well, Fitz, does that mean I need to be mean to them? No, you don't need to be mean to them. You don't need to talk down to them. You just spend less time on them. How does that work? Spend more time somewhere else. <laughs> the only time in my business I've ever spent too much time with the wrong people is only because I did not have enough people to choose from. It's just that simple. So I uh, hope that helps. <laughs> if I can help you, let me know. Uh, my contact information is everywhere. If you can't get in touch with me, you're just not trying. Uh, and I want to help. If you're listening to my voice, I make money by helping you make money. And I want to help you make more. So let me do it. Talk to you soon. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.